Boom, Two Planker Podcast. We're back from the RV. We're back from traveling around. We're back to our roots right here, right now. We're on Zoom again. <laughs> Time with Jed Waters. Jed, thank you for joining us, dude. Yeah, thank you for having me, man. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to ask you right off the bat, because I can't tell if the gibberish website was trolling me or not. <laughs> is your middle name actually Blue? It is. Yeah, that is very true. A lot of people have asked me that, and they're like, because nowadays I feel like I'm not like people just call me Jed Blue Waters. People think it's like a mesh between Blue and Waters is my last name, but yeah, my middle name is actually Blue. So that's that's so <laughs> sick. Pretty wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Like I I was considering asking that, saving that for viewer questions, uh-huh. but I just wanted to open up with it because just yeah. clear the clear the air. I was gonna say clear yeah. the waters, but yeah, the rumors are true. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's sick. Are your parents like hippy dippy people, or is that just like because you have a cool last name, it complements the middle name Blue? Yeah, I mean, my mom is like definitely super like down to earth, hippie kind of like lady, and my dad is super southern, as that's kind of where Jed comes from, is like a super southern name. So, yeah, kind of just put them put them together, and that's where that's where we're at now. Yeah, I'm gonna expose myself on the research a little bit. <laughs> I, I read that the Sun Valley article about you all those years oh, ago. Oh, wow. You go deep. I go deep. So I know your parents' names. And the, oh, the second I saw the name Lamar yeah. as, as a, as a white man's name, I was like, this guy's from the South. <laughs> yeah. So his name's Gordon, actually. But in the South, they go by their middle name. Or I guess like the old school way of like going by their names is like you generally go by your middle name. And because he's from Tennessee. So yeah, yeah. his First name's Gordon, but his middle name's Lamar. So he's always, yeah, it's been Lamar ever since. And Hell like, yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, like I said, I exposed myself. I already know a lot about you, but I do want this to be like a biography episode because, yeah. I mean, you're doing so many video projects now. I'm sure you'll be on again in the future to talk about like something specific. Yeah. So let's just talk about you in general, broadly. You're cool. from Sun Valley, right? Correct. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. What's that like growing up in Idaho? That's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, it was a real treat, honestly. Like I definitely wouldn't want to grow up anywhere else. I mean, yeah, like super small ski town, like everyone knows each other. I mean, like kind of got just right into skiing as soon as I was able to walk, I guess. And um, yeah, I mean, that like kind of set me up, I would say for where I'm at now, like having a good base of like a good place to grow up skiing and like learn skiing so yeah i mean that place is super cool my parents still live there so i get to go back a lot and yeah i mean that's home so yeah and do they live right in ketchum and like what's that town just outside that a lot of people stay at like haley haley yeah haley's just a bit south of ketchum and like ketchum is where all like the resorts are and stuff so yeah 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 so where'd you grow up like i grew up in haley yeah, okay. so probably a fifteen minute drive to the mountain, and yeah, it was it was really cool. I mean, parents would like take me out of school sometimes to like go skiing, and was on the like Sun Valley Ski Education Foundation, which is like their like little team, and still going. All those dudes still rip. So yeah, did all that, and then yeah, I mean, eventually moved on to a new chapter. I'm sure we'll talk about, but yeah, so. That's cool. So anyone that's been to Sun Valley knows there's two mountains. There's the main yep. one and then there's Dollar. Is, yep. is the park only on Dollar Mountain? The park is 
Yeah. They, in the recent years, have moved. There's, like, little, like, pop-up parks on the other mountains called Baldy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there's, like, little pop-up parks there now. Um, but, yeah, they Dollar is, like, the, the park mountain. I mean, in the recent years, it's kind of, like, gotten a little not like not as good as it used to be for sure but um i think they're starting to do a little better i saw this year that they had some cool stuff set up so it was sick yeah i mean they well they used to have like the arage masters there like if you go back and watch some of that that is so sick yeah i was there for that when i was like 12 years old or something like and it was that was like an entry to this sport that i was like oh my god like if this is what this is like, like sign me up. This is so sick. And yeah, they like fully shut down the town with that event. Like they, I remember they like were lighting rails on fire and like destroying the hotels and just being like the rowdiest anyone could possibly be. And like, yeah, it was so crazy, but yeah, that event, I wish they still did that event. Cause it's so dope. <laughs> There's definitely a space for that right now. Like a sure. big, like a big fuck you event where they just exactly. go down. Yeah, yeah. Just, like, destroy everything. Yeah, like I think if like Kimbo were just like rowdy as like super <laughs> super rowdy, that would be kind of like Orage Masters. But <laughs> yeah, <pretty laughs> um, yeah. So when I was there, so I actually went to Sun Valley in, in February, and when I was oh, there, it, like it occurred to me, like if you're like a kid growing up riding park there, hmm. you're not really like growing up riding on a big mountain. Like Dollar Mountain oh. is not big. It's like comparable oh. to like East Coast mountains. So like, yeah. did you just spend a ton of your time on this tiny little hill? yeah there's like a big mountain down the street yeah i mean i definitely like so i grew up i skied first and then that was only like a couple years when i was super little and then snowboarded for like i don't even know probably a little over five years or something and then yeah i mean i was always at dollar on my snowboard i would like race my snowboard like race gates on my snowboard and like do the whole try to do the whole park thing but like didn't really like it all my friends skied so i was like yeah and then, yeah, I mean, that, like, dollar is definitely was the place to be as a Grom, just, like, being able to go to, like, a small lift and just, like, lap park all day long. And then when it snowed, we'd go over to Baldy. And that's, like, kind of where we learned how to, like, ride powder and, like, get, like, pretty good at just skiing, not so much park, just, like, learning how to be on your skis. And that was, like, a big thing to have, like, both of those big terrain and then park stuff right at your right at your front door. So, yeah, that was fun. It's a good time. That's so sick. Yeah. And when I was leaving, when I was leaving Sun Valley, I mean Sun Valley is great. We can talk about Sun Valley all day. I yeah, want to yeah. go back there in the winter, like and just spend some more time. I was only there for a week. Uh, yeah. But when I was leaving, I drove north, and then that's when you go through like all like the the what is it called? Uh, the uh, what is it? I'm sorry. Sawtooths. Yes, the sawtooths. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So it gets very mountainous, very fast, and very yep. isolated. But as you're driving up this hill, you come around this turn. If you look up, there was a booter going over the road. Okay, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's the Galena Road Gap. Yes. Okay. That's the one. Yeah. Could you tell me anything about that? Because I was sure. uh, all I did was <laughs> took a picture of it and then sent it to a couple people. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's like one of like the most like well known spots for like, I mean, like Carl Fosfett, like all those dudes, his whole crew is like murdered that spot. Um, Colin Collins, the whole just like every everyone that's kind of lived around there has definitely hit that. And like, I mean, I've never personally hit it. I've just never like been when a whole crew has been up there. So 
I mean, I want to, but we've definitely built a lot of spots up there because that's kind of like the backcountry zone is like Galena Pass where you kind of just go park, hike out and build some stuff. But yeah, that road gap is definitely like the most well-known spot in our town. Like I think everyone that skis kind of knows what that is. Um, yeah. Carl Phosphate like definitely plays a huge role in that because he like puts on for our town in a good way. Like makes all these movies like premieres them in our town like people see all these spots that are just like i don't know 30 minutes north and they're like oh man like it's so sick and then everyone knows it so it's like yeah that's a pretty well-known one for sure that thing's been around for a while yeah well-known local spot that's uh it was cool because i had seen a clip of it like earlier that week and then i was driving and i was like yo that's that spot like right there i I love finding something like that by accident yeah it's a big spot (laughs) <laughs> yeah dude it is yeah it's huge it's a very cool spot but yeah, i'm glad you brought up carl and all them because i i would have passed over this like i mean you grew up in like a proper ski town so like who was the, who were the influences growing up because there's probably plenty of people coming through there for sure i mean yeah there's like so many people that came out of there i mean carl being one for sure colin collins also another og um Chase Josie, who's on, he's a snowboarder for the U.S. team. Um, he's from there. He like another in grown up just on the snowboard side of things. Um, I mean, all just like the local people too. Like you go up skiing and there's just so many rippers that like you kind of just look up to everyone that you're riding with. And I grew up with like a good group of friends that we'd always just go up and have like the best time. So like all the, all my homies were kind of good influences too. So yeah i mean growing up there there's definitely like a lot of good inspiration and good influence that comes out of there so yeah it was a good time for sure yeah that is such a good environment to grow up in that is yeah, like exactly. so sick dude yeah. and um so more from this article that i read and i love this part because i feel like this is i was raised the same way and this is a quote from your dad uh so <laughs> it was like talking about like when you, you like snowboarding and then you wanted to hop on skis and then your dad basically said like we gave like we gave him total freedom. We didn't force anything. Like whatever he wanted to do, we just supported it. And that's like totally how I was raised. Like whatever yeah. you want to do, just do something yeah. and we'll support it. Yeah, for sure. That was like definitely I couldn't thank my parents enough for that. One, because like if I, I couldn't imagine not having the support from them because that was like the biggest thing. Like when I'm so grateful for them because they gave me so many outlets to like try so many things. And then if one stuck, they just, uh, and I wanted to roll with it, fully backed it. And it was like, all right, we're doing it. That's sick. And yeah, I mean that full credit to them, full credit to my parents. Cause they definitely gave me like a good outlet to learn and try. So yeah, dude. Yeah. Imagine if they like forced you to like just play <laughs> hockey your whole life or some crap like that. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, my dad put me on skates when I was like super young, just to like, th- he was like one of the dads and my mom too. They were just like, try it like we're gonna make like let you try everything like tried soccer baseball hockey football like didn't really like them all and then like skateboard i tried skateboarding at a very young age and that stuck and then snowboarding tried did it didn't stick skiing now we're here so that's kind of it's so funny like i did the exact same thing growing up like i did like at least one season of every single sport like swimming yeah. lacrosse baseball basketball soccer like, <laughs> yeah. way too much and then as a kid you're like yo i hate most of this stuff but when you find yeah, the one I'm you not... like it's like awesome yeah for sure i never was like big on the team sport thing at all like 
no. never just couldn't do it. I don't know. It was not for me. Yeah. I wanted like independent freedom to like kind of do whatever I wanted, and not like have to rely on something. So that's why I didn't. <laughs> I didn't yeah, like it. It is. It is funny to me because like I totally relate to that. Hated having coaches. Hated. Mm-hmm. I just. I kind of hated the team aspect of it too. I just wanted to hang out yeah. with everyone. I didn't want to like. Yeah. Play soccer. Like I just yeah. didn't want to do it. But, <laughs> yeah. Like I just wanted to do anything but the thing that we were there for. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but it is funny when you do meet like guys that are really good at skiing and then they're also like outstanding team sports athletes. It's like how, like, I don't know. It just, that never made sense to me how you could like both. Yeah, for sure. Like my roommate, Caden, he is like super, super, super good skier, but like, he's also like when we try to go out and play team sports, he's always like the one on top, like always just like so much better than everyone else at like anything that involves like a ball or like off all the time he's really good at golf and it's just like dude like what is going on i don't know like you see so much how are you so good at all these things dude some guys just have it all like like a hall was on like a pretty decent soccer team in switzerland yeah he was like like, what the hell like be bad at something (laughs) right yeah for real yeah exactly (laughs) um all right cool so I never really started thinking about this until I talked to Luke O'Brien. He made me rethink progression a lot, like in like the mental game of progression. So mm-hmm. I just want to ask you, like, how did you approach progression? Because it seems like you were really good, like from a young age. So it's like, where did you go mentally, like mm-hmm. to push yourself? Because, you know, it's even if you have a coach, which I'm not sure you did, we could talk about that. Mm-hmm. But like at the end of the day, it's on you to learn. For so sure. I'm just like, yeah, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. I mean, like from a young age, like I tried, like the sports that I got into were all like kind of your own mental battle. Like I didn't have someone telling me like how to battle things mentally or like at a very young age, I had to figure it out kind of on my own mentally. And yeah, like trying to, I think it was more of like the drive of like, all right, I really want to get good at this. So like, I'm going to try like everything I can to, to progress and do well. And I mean, yeah, it's like just trying to get over that mental battle with yourself is definitely the hardest part. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, earlier I had no one. And then later in my skiing, had I, I did have some of like the sickest coaches in the world, which helped a lot. But from an early age, it was more like if you f- say if you fall, it's like, all right, I can't trying to like get past the point of, all right, I can't give up. I have to like keep trying in order to like land or do whatever your goal is. And yeah, like, I mean, trying that and getting over that. I mean, there's times where you fall or do whatever. And it's just like, all right, this isn't going to work. But then at the end of the day, like you, you just keep doing it and doing it and doing it. And then it's like becomes muscle memory. And then, yeah, I mean, progression is super hard and it's like very individualized. I feel like, like everyone has their own way of like, that battle um but yeah i mean mine was just like all right i'm gonna keep doing it until i until i get it and then move on like i'd yeah. set like and then like for skateboarding for example like trying to progress in that from a very young age it was more like i'm gonna set say like three new tricks to learn today and if i make hit that mark like i progressed like no matter what they were i would try to just like set I don't know, a handful of tricks to learn at the skate park every day. And then it's like, if you keep doing that, like ultimately you're going to get better. And then, 
yeah, I mean, kind of took that into skiing too. And it's like, if you can learn as much as you can and like, even if it's something super, super small, like it's still like the little wins help a lot in your progression, which like a lot of people kind of graze over. So you don't have to like do the biggest, craziest things to progress. It's more like just little stuff that'll carry you further. Like, yeah, like a little goes a long way in, in progression, which is like some people don't really realize that. And yeah, I kind of took that where it's like, yeah, the little wins are going to help me a lot. So, yeah. Yeah, that's that's a great mindset. I saw there was like this new schoolers thread. I forget when it was. It could have been last winter, winter before. But someone was basically just on there like, yo, I'm bored of skiing. And like mm-hmm. the and the most upvoted response was like, just go and like learn one little thing every time you yeah. go. Like, even if it's like a stupid, like just shift you the other way or like just yeah, like exactly. revert, revert over your like unnatural shoulder. Like just mm-hmm. do anything that's yeah. like pushing the needle a little bit and little you'll bit, have more yeah. fun. Yeah. And like coming in with the attitude, like trying to scare yourself at least once every day. It's like, that's such a good way to like battle that mental, just like demon you have with fear and like progression. It's like, if you just try to scare yourself at least one time every day, no matter what, if it's small, great. But like having that like little adrenaline rush and then being like, all right, I'm good. Like we can progress. It's chill. That's a good little gem right there. I like that that a lot. (laughs) So what is well actually first of all when i asked uh, you brought up skating so i'm just gonna say this now i i texted ryan barrick today and i was like uh, yeah i'm interviewing jed later what can you tell me uh-huh. he just goes insane skateboarder <laughs> <laughs> so that's tight that like you also grow grew up like in another sport outside of skiing too that's yeah for sure yeah i mean i grew up skiing kind of came to me like the like true passion for skiing came a lot later in my life um but yeah i mean the first thing that i was like truly passionate about was skateboarding and did that for so long and still do it just not as much as i used to just because skiing's kind of like taken over and for the and and for the better for my life but um but yeah skateboarding was like the one thing that like in the beginning was like all right this is my passion i'm gonna do this for the rest of my life like i wanted to so badly to like move to california and like fully go all in on skating yeah but i think yeah like growing up in sun valley it was just like all right the snow is like too sick i gotta <laughs> yeah i gotta like kind of pick one here <laughs> damn yeah it's a tough choice but i mean yeah. it's a good problem to have being yeah, so good sure. at two things that you have to choose which one to pursue <laughs> for sure i mean i'm forever grateful for the one i chose for sure so <laughs> yeah so i want want to ask you what is your relationship like now with competitions like do you do any competitions now i like i don't stay regularly up to date on anything other than like the main competitions yeah i mean i competed up until this past season was my first season not competing um did the whole like rev tour circuit competed since i was a kid and like both skating and skiing so like growing up i was like full competitive mode um they uh, competitions played like a huge part in my life because it was always like that mindset of going in like i have to learn this for competition like to take it to the comps you know like Mm -hmm. but after stopping and like kind of just taking a step back and being like what do i really want from skiing and competitions and stuff it's like personally i didn't see myself like going further than i was um 
it was just like that was it was definitely like a super hard thing to like do like make that decision of like all right i love this but like i can't like logistically take it any further than i am now Mm. Um, i was like i wasn't like doing the biggest spins you know like i'm not doing like all the 18s and stuff that most of these guys are doing so like um yeah i mean after figuring out what i wanted to do and making that decision it's like i then like figured out i love filming and like skiing with my friends and like finding that like actual passion for skiing that like i kind of lost in the sauce with competing a little um but yeah now it's like i get to travel and film and make movies and do all these cool things with my friends that i like never thought i could do so like i think that personally that decision like opened another door in my skiing that like i never thought was possible so like i think i made a good decision which i'm stoked on and i was it was definitely like i don't know if this is the right idea like i'm kind of just going blind to see but yeah i think ultimately like best decision i probably ever made yeah and so like when like in terms of like time period like when when did you make that decision to just like kind of stop pursuing competitions uh i would say like it was probably like march of what 2022 oh damn okay so recent yeah recent yeah super recent like yeah when we were filming for like the first hazard street video we i was like oh i can't go on this little trip to film because i have to go to this competition and it was like that was kind of the mark where i was like all right if competing is getting in the way of something that i really want to do where i'm like oh damn i have to go like do this competition i can't go with you guys and like film and have fun i think that was when like i figured out that like not competing was going to be more beneficial for me just because of like, Oh, it was getting in the way. So I was like, "Eh, well, might as well not do it anymore. So yeah. And now like this past season, not doing it, it's like, Oh, I can like, if I wanted to go on a smaller trip to film or like even a bigger trip, it's like, I don't have to worry about that. Like comp stress or like that background thought of like, Oh, I don't know what these, I have to figure out dates. It's like, all right, let's plan these dates go. And then that's that. So it's like a lot more simple and like, I'm enjoying it a lot more for sure. Yeah, of course. I think, uh, I've never competed in skiing apart from a rail jam, you know, Mm -hmm. like here and there. But I would think that if there is any part of you that's like, uh, like competitions getting in the way of this other thing, if that's a thought in your mind at all, then you are probably not built for competing because this seems right. like an all or nothing sort of thing. For sure. Yeah. I mean, it's like you kind of have to put all your eggs into one basket if you're going to do it. So like, yeah, yeah, it was tough because some of my eggs in were one basket and then some were in another. And it was like, yeah, kind of had to like move them all to one. So that was the yeah. biggest thing. Yeah. Everything comes with a trade-off. It's yeah, for it's sure. unfortunate, but you got that's when you gotta sit down with yourself and be like, okay, what do I actually like doing? Yeah. You sure. can't do everything. Yeah, you kinda have to take a step back and just be like, all right, this is what I actually like to do. And like Yeah. Yeah. It was a good decision, I think. And like huge big ups to all those comp dudes because I mean I Connor, Ralph, who I also live with is like full US pro team, like comp just i see what he goes through and i'm like all right i think i made the right decision but like (laughs) for some people it's like do it because that's it's 
if you're doing well, like hell yeah, keep going because like fully support it. And it's super sick because those dudes are so gnarly. But um, yeah, it just wasn't really for me. Yeah. But despite that, you still went to Wendell's and got like formal training, correct? Correct. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So yeah, how did that whole... all go down? How did the, first of all, two questions. How did that all go down? And also, what do you think of the term academy kid? And do you, <laughs> do you identify with that term? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. So when that whole like Wendell's now known as Y East opportunity came when like freshman year of high school, I was still on like the Sun Valley team, like smaller little team. We'd travel to like some events and like do smaller events. And then Brian McCarthy, who's now like the head free ski coach for Y East is he hit me up over Facebook, which was like, he doesn't, that's unheard of now, which we've like laughed about now, but it's just kind of, yeah, he hit me up on Facebook and then, I was like, oh shit, like, okay, we, I have this opportunity. I didn't really know what it was at all. Like I'd heard of Wendell's, like I'd never been. And then, yeah, like approached my mom and my, my dad about it and was like, oh, look at this text. Like, this is kind of crazy. Like he was asking me if I wanted to go and like tell me all about it. And then we set up like a little like FaceTime meeting and kind of told us all about it and stuff. And then, yeah, I mean, for my parents too to like make that decision for me to go away like essentially in like kind of a college format where you go away in September come back for Thanksgiving Christmas and then you're gone again and it's like a full school year away when you're like 14 years old yeah it was like that was a big kind of hump to climb over for them but like I think that was probably the best decision they and I have made for my life and my skiing um and yeah i mean went through the whole whole coaches thing like while i was there it was like you're training for competitions like we're getting dialed to go to competitions and like do all that and yeah that was like during high school i was definitely in like the full competitive mindset where it's like all right, i need to learn all these big tricks to like do competitions and do well in these slope events and like yeah i mean wouldn't change it for a thing for sure. Cause not like without that, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. So it's like that, that place and that decision was like the leading factor and like the biggest thing for me. Um, yeah. wouldn't change that for a thing for sure. I owe yeah. like so much to that place. Cause it's so sick. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I got a couple thoughts just while you're talking. So mm-hmm. first of all, anyone that hates on someone that got to go to Academy is just jealous because that sounds so yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was to go like, away at fourteen years old and like, I don't yeah. that's like be in college essentially at fourteen. Yeah. That's sick, dude. <laughs> yeah, it was so sick. I mean, you just get to like ski and like we did school, we did the whole thing, like all online school, which was definitely another battle that I had with myself, like trying to like commit the full online school, which I'd never done, but um, ultimately figured that out. But yeah, I mean, you just get to ski and hang out with your friends all day and like get coached and yeah i mean the term academy kid is definitely like a float floating thing in the ski community for sure and it's like i think if you come in with a certain mindset to like those kind of places like it'll definitely benefit you um but i think like the like stereotypical like that term for academy kid is just like this i don't know like spoiled or something people think that academy kids are like spoiled and like have it all and like all this stuff but like 
you know, no one really knows what it's like. And it's like, everyone has a different, exactly. Everyone's different. Everyone's different and everyone's there differently. And like, yeah, I don't know. That term is definitely, I think it's funny just cause yeah. Some people who say it, like, don't really know. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's funny. I think, it's I funny. think, yeah, I think it's also, <laughs> it's also a tried and true thing. Like if you, yeah. for example, if you go to college and then you go to work on a construction site, people are going to make fun of you for going to college and they're going to call right. you college and they're going to rag yeah. on you for having the opportunity to go to college. So exactly, it's, yeah. just, it's happened before it's going to happen. Yeah, I, think, exactly. I think it's a funny ass term. <laughs> I, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it is yeah, funny. But it's just like, it's just like you're at the end of the day if you if you like mean that term with like malice it's just because you're jealous because that shit sounds awesome like, it is so awesome yeah definitely would like it was the sickest thing in the world and like yeah yeah i think that we definitely got some like shade for it when we were in high school just from like yeah. people in the community like oh, just academy kids like or like the, yeah. like instagram skier term or, like that was floating around yeah. for a while now it was also pretty funny but yeah, I mean, it's like you can't really let that stuff get to you because it's like at the end of the day, you're just doing the same thing that everyone else is doing. So it's like whatever. <laughs> yeah. And so my other thought with all that was like um, just how incredible it is. Like one guy reaching out to you completely changed like the trajectory of your oh. of your life, you know, like just one person sure. recognizing and just reaching out. I think that's so yeah. that's so cool. It was crazy, dude. I mean, like yeah i owe everything to that and like i i think i'd tell my parents this i'm like if i stayed in idaho like i definitely would have gone down to like a not well path like definitely was like hanging around like some not so great people and like i think that opportunity definitely led me in a way like that place changed me from i mean it's like those are like the most crucial years of like your childhood from like 14 to 18 it's like having and you don't really have, we didn't really have like our parents there for like a lot of the time. So it's like those people at that place kind of raised all of us. And like, and we go through like all the teenage, like just drama and like all this stuff. And it's like, you kind of look at them as like older brothers slash like parental figures in a way. And it's like, I feel like I owe who I am today to that place. And I mean, as well as my parents, obviously, but like those crucial years where like I was spending all those times there so it's like yeah yeah, that place definitely i owe a lot to it so no it's so sick and (laughs) you're like in such a cool place too like i can't even imagine being at govey year round like that's yeah that's so cool yeah every time i go back there like i feel like i'm at like home like it's not like i'm going to like it doesn't feel like i'm going like somewhere new or like foreign it's like yeah that feeling when you like drive home or like fly home you're like oh nice like i know everyone and i know everything here it's sick Oh, yeah, it's so tight, dude. Yeah, it's dope. So you ended up moving to Utah afterwards, correct? Correct. Yep. Yeah. So you want to talk about that? Did you like roommates? What was? Did you go to college? I don't like. This is where the my research yeah. kind of gets gets vague. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, graduated in 2020 from Y East. Did a whole Zoom graduation during peak COVID. We had to like fully evacuate the place. It was crazy. Um looking like not really how I wanted to end my entire time there and just like getting fully evac. But yeah, I mean, did that. And then that summer of 2020, I had to kind of make a decision of like, all right, where do I want to go? Kind of didn't really know, like out of high school, I was like, I don't know what I want to, where I want to live, where I want to go. Kind of just like in that point of, 
everyone has it, you know, like, what am I doing? So yeah. And during high school too, I was like, yeah, I'm never moving to Utah. Like, I, don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't really want to the whole time. And then, yeah, I had to like take a step back and like reality hit and was like, all right, yeah, Utah is definitely the spot for me. I have to, everyone's there. All my friends are here. Um, so yeah, I made that decision. And then um, Ro- this, I don't know if you know who Robin Gillen is. He's this deaf skier, also like one of our very good homies. Um, oh, he lives or he lived in the spot that we're in now um and Caden Wood and I were like all right let's move to Utah I guess like let's do this and then we moved into the basement of his place and lived down there for a year like did the just seeing what Utah was like and then um I don't know I ultimately just stayed here and then we moved upstairs and now we have Tanner Blakely Connor Ralph, Caden Wood, and my girlfriend who all live in this house now. So yeah, it kind of just worked out. And yeah, Utah is definitely the spot for me. I mean, so many opportunities have came from here. So yeah. It's also another like just opened another chapter in life from being an academy kid to <laughs> now yeah. living here and doing the whole thing. So yeah. That's this place is this place is sick. I like it here. Yeah. <laughs> and I so to, to relate to you again, I graduated college in 2020 and so oh, so we also had the online graduation it sucked yeah, yeah it sucked yeah it was not it <laughs> yeah that was not it but i always thought in my heart of hearts you know there's people my age complaining it is yeah. way it is way worse to miss your high school graduation yeah for yeah. sure i was like because the high school graduations that we did too were like so dope like yeah. every year we'd go like me being a freshman through junior i'd go to all my friends graduations and we'd have it like at timberline lodge like hood in the background like upstairs in this lodge and like yeah. so dope looking forward to it like the whole time like i'm gonna be doing this one day like this yeah. is gonna be sick and then yeah like one day they were like oh yeah there's this virus or whatever and i'm like yeah whatever and yeah. then like two days later they're like all right you got to pack up tonight like we're they literally drove me from hood to like an hour from my house and my parents picked me up and it was just like, oh my God, what is happening? Like, no, obviously no one knew what was going on. So yeah. it was just a whole freak out of like, but yeah, definitely not how I wanted it to end, but it is yeah. what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Super bummer. I'll reserve my thoughts on COVID. But <laughs> yeah. That, that was some bullshit that we went through. So, <laughs> yeah. Straight anyways, up. The first time that I ever noticed you was in the greatest hits collection by the mm. mill bastards. OSAC. Yep. Yep. And um, yep. you're just absolutely eating shit on a diet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 That is a funny, fucked up story. <laughs> yeah. So let's hear that. I'm definitely, I'll probably clip it up and put it on Instagram. So anyone listening to this, go watch yeah. Greatest Hits Collection or go on the Instagram for this clip. Because this clip, dude, yeah. you, get, you get so bodied by it. So it's bodied, crazy. dude. Yeah. So bodied. Scary. I think scariest fall i've ever had on my skis for sure hands down yeah um that was the first ever street spot i've hit in my entire life um i like was at work one day and then tyler sisnowski and i work we both work at this ski shop in park city and then this was like a little just shy of three years ago now he uh tyler was like all right we're going to wisconsin 
And I was like, oh, sick. He's like, do you want to come like on this street trip? This is when Lupe was filming for his real ski. And he was like, yeah, we're just going to go like help Lupe and like get some clips for this mill bastards thing. And I was like, yeah, sick. Like I'm super down. Like I always wanted the opportunity to go and hit spots. And like, this is the first time I got one. So I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's do it. And then, yeah, drove, got off work, went and packed, drove to Wisconsin, straight rip through the night, like, I was just like, yeah, this is so sick. We're going on a street trip. Like, hell yeah. Helping Lupe film for X Games and like all this stoke. And I was like, we got there, like woke up and they were like, they were like, um, all right, we're going to go hit this mellow down rail, kind of warm up for the trip, like pretty chill spot. I was like, yeah, we're sick. And then had a little like, we like hit this like fence spot before. There's this clip where it's like a, I like tap and do like an, other way three it was like that we hit that which is like right near that spot and then yeah like started hitting that rail it was me osap and gavin rudy who were all osap actually hit it first and got absolutely smoked (laughs) first hit like try to lip on like full face of snow like clipped his tails like (laughs) the whole show and that I don't know if that like set the tone. I don't know. It was just like, and then after that, it was just like a body session of just like, I I got like the switch lip to switch on it. And then Gavin and I were hitting it while I was doing that. And then I was like, all right, I got one clip. I'm going to just try like a switch lip back too. That was kind of my vision. And Gavin was trying a switch lip on it as well. And then in one of the clips that he got, he like switch lip, caught his tips on the like first post and I was like hiking up behind him. So I like, I wasn't really like watching or paying attention. I was like, kind of like in my head, just like trying to figure everything out. And then in that clip, you can see the rail. We later found out the rail coming off of the post, like super quickly. And we couldn't, no one noticed because it was like so fast. If you watch it in slow-mo, you can kind of see it. And then like the hit after that, I like drop in, hit the switch. And then this is where you see the clip of just like full on fucking just destruction, dude. <laughs> destruction. Yeah. I'm going to make it easy. I wasn't going to do it just because it's annoying to edit. Mm. I'm going to pull it up because it's so, it's so, <laughs> dude, it is so, it's so violent. Like it's it so, so violent. Yeah. yeah. I, I like couldn't watch that clip of myself for a while just because I was like, dude, that's me. Like what the fuck? Yeah. Like, dude. <laughs> It is, it's like one of the fastest, like, did you, so when you were like falling, did you even have a moment to register what was going on? Or was it one of those bails where you're just like, I'm all right, I'm going to hit this. And all of a sudden I'm on the ground. Yeah. I was just like, got on, like was on the center, like middle of the boots on the rail. And then like, next thing I know I'm upside down, just like flying through the air and just getting worked. Yeah. And the whole time too, on that rail, I was like, I was like, dude, I don't know. These like welds seem like super sus. Like, I don't know. Like every, I was telling everyone, I was like, dude, is this safe? Like, I don't, cause I didn't know. I was like, I don't know what the, like the. Yeah. I was just like, I don't know. I don't like, I don't know what's good. So the whole time I was like, dude, these are like, they were held on by like two little tacks of weld. Like, yeah, I don't know. And like OSAP and Tyler were all like, yeah like it's chill just it'll be fine and i'm like all right fine and then next thing i know 
and like Tyler felt like so bad after he's like, dude, I was telling you the whole time to like it's chill, and it clearly <laughs> was not. Yeah, and I was like, no, nah, it's, it's whatever. I don't can't yeah. blame anyone, but yeah, just that was the craziest slam I've ever had for sure. So here we go. You could see it, correct? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we're at seven forty-seven. Mill Bastard's greatest hits collection on the Arsenic Anywhere YouTube channel. And I'm gonna I'm gonna upload this clip clip to to the two planker Instagram because it is it's very clippable. So yeah, but, land that. I was like, all right, we're gonna try to get another clip, and then yeah, here we go. Oh my god, dude! I got so lucky too. Like, if you look after like where my head hits on the stairs, I don't know if it's like possible to freeze frame it, but see, I like I didn't not I didn't hurt anything out of this fall like maybe like scrape my back a little bit which was like insane to me yeah but i like my head like barely missed that stair set and also barely missed that like second post up from the bottom yeah like i don't know how i got so lucky to where i landed but like dude like so oh my god dude what did your parents think of that clip dude yeah, I had to. I waited a while to show my parents that one. I think. Oh I my god, dude! It after is after this movie dropped to show them that, and I was yeah. like, "Look, I'm." Oh, dude, we got the super slow mo on this. Oh my god, dude! Yeah. Oh my god. And my yeah, skis snapped like the whole. Yeah, whole shebang. Holy shit! Everything. Yeah, it yeah. Took a while. Like in this clip, it looks like I'm like seriously hurt, but I was just like laying there, like what just happened you guys you really did get so lucky on how you landed too so lucky yeah like yeah it was insane and there's also a clip i forget what level one movie it's in but it's lauren de martin he hits this like he was hitting this super long rail and the same thing happened to him where the rail comes off the post smokes the post like same thing and i could only think of that clip when i that happened to me yeah Uh, dude i was like so scared of that clip too because i remembered watching it and being like dude that is my worst nightmare ever like yeah if anything happens i don't want that to happen to me and then little do i know the first spot i ever stepped to that happens well dude Talk about like horror show clips. I think that 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 you know the LJ Strenio clip where he tries like the eight on and just destroys yeah. his knee. Have you ever seen that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That one is in the back of my mind every time yeah. there's a rail without a skirt on it. I'm just like, oh my god, dude! Like yeah. the hor- that movie, not no, that movie. That video is like a horror movie. It's horror like movie. it's just like uh, that is like the rawest bail video ever. Yeah, I remember I used to watch that video as a kid and be like, dude, what? The- like this is so bad and then i can't watch that video now just because i'm like oh it's so gross dude and like you just see his like whole life like lj lj ended up being fine and like fully recovering but like the the dread that he is communicating is so bad dude yeah the noises he makes too dude i'm like dude i can't like i hate hearing like friends of mine make noises like that and i'm just like dude yeah that's terrible too much for me so yeah so the other video I saw you in is mm-hmm. the uh, the hazard video catalyst. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to ask you this first. Okay. Just cause I've, I'm dying to ask you it because yeah. so Chris, I don't know if you listened to the Chris Bechtold episode, mm-hmm. but I'm like, Chris, do you have any hot takes? Chris has plenty of hot takes, but one of them he called, <laughs> called out you guys. Oh, he did said, he? <laughs> he said that, he said that like getting pulled, uh, what, what was his phrasing? 
basically said jumping over a plane isn't an urban spot. <laughs> yeah, that. All right. So I have a hot take on our own movie too. So if anyone's watching this, yeah, we like that was also like our first kind of like run at it of like that crew. Like obviously, like OSAP is super dialed with like all like all the mill bastard stuff, and OSAP's like yeah. one of the best filmers in the industry. So like he knows what he's doing on that, and like, but E Cook and I started filming together a while ago and then over time we're like all right let's try to actually make a movie and then i always say the first one's always the worst one so like you know i don't know i think that was just like kind of a trial run to see like kind of what we wanted to do with this and like it wasn't really like what we all wanted it to be and like wasn't our entire vision um i mean we're also like still super like fresh to it like some of those dudes yeah. that was the like, first year hitting street spots like that was my second year hitting street spots so we're like all kind of trying to figure out our own like groove and spots and stuff and like e cook's trying to figure out his filming and like all this stuff but yeah i mean yeah i would say that a plane definitely <laughs> that was kind of a rogue clip for sure <laughs> I, all right listen so that was just chris's take on it chris in that same episode also said that you shouldn't spin over like 180 or something he was he was, <laughs> he was just on one but i i like clips i don't mind like i'm not saying well, i prefer one or the other but i don't mind clips that are stunts like that was a stunt like yeah, Hunter has doing sure. a wall ride on a moving u-haul that's a stunt that's not a right. spot that's not something yeah. that naturally exists that's something you have to set up and do yeah, so I don't mind stunts, but I, I sure. agree with Chris that jumping over a plane—that's not an urban spot. That's no, like, no. That's a that's and an I, evil Knievel stunt. Exactly. Yeah, and I think it was like if people knew that story behind that, it's like a little funnier because our friend has a plane and he's like a pilot. Yeah, like landed this plane. I wasn't there for this clip at all. I like left this trip, but they like landed this plane on this lake and then yeah i guess got that clip but yeah i don't know that was a crazy one <laughs> no i mean that's dude that's objectively cool like yeah. your friend landed a plane then you guys built a jump and got towed in <laughs> by like an audi yeah. q5 and jumped over it like that's For sure that's <laughs> yeah, pretty <laughs> insane like, just the whole picture of it is pretty insane but yeah. <laughs> yeah i think now like once our new movie comes out we definitely all figured everything out like what we yeah. really want and like the vision we fully have now is kind of coming into full effect which is sick i'm super stoked on our, like how everyone skied and like everything that went into this new one so yeah i think this one should be a lot better like ecook got his filming super dialed as like a lot of people know and yeah all of our crew got like we all we when we watch that movie like i mean everyone's their own worst critic so it's like yeah we all watch that movie and i'm like what, what was i wearing like what, <laughs> what did i decide like why did i decide that was a good idea to wear that or like whatever and it's just like small stuff but yeah. i think now everyone kind of figured out like good good kits that's kind of our own like little thing like we all have to be wearing like cool shit to like get a good clip. yeah <laughs> which like everyone definitely has you know like you gotta look good like if, if it's gonna be a movie you gotta look good so like yeah we figured that out and like yeah just little stuff that went into it but yeah i'm still going where we're at i'm trying to like take all this stuff to the next kind of step so yeah and the beautiful thing about getting older is that like in a year or two from now you're gonna look back on the video that's about to come out and you're gonna be like damn what was i thinking you never have it figured out that's the thing exactly 
Exactly. You just gotta pick yourself up and move on because you're never gonna watch this movie. Like, what was I wearing? (laughs) 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 Yeah. Um, So, okay. I think you're the first member of of a hazard to be on here. So, tell us a little bit about the crew. How you guys came together? Just what's what's going on with Hazard? Yeah, weird. Um, Yeah, so I mean, kind of going pretty far back to like my first season in Utah. Um, this is like kind of right when, like right after we filmed greatest hits collection, like kind of during springtime, it was like April, 2021. And, um, E cook came to Utah cause he's from PA. So he knows like Ryan and like all the PA dudes. And, um, yeah, he came, stayed with Tyler Sosnowski and then, I met him just through him staying there. And then him and I like kind of clicked because he has like a skateboard filming background and like all that. So him and I kind of clicked on skateboarding and then ultimately, ultimately became like really good homies. So, and yeah, then we filmed like this like park video in park city called dear April, which was like a long time ago, but that was kind of our first little like thing we put together as a, as a little duo. And I liked how he operated and kind of like back and forth and kind of liked how he filmed at the time and his, both him and I's entire image and skiing and his filming has changed so much over the past few years. But yeah, I mean, a couple of seasons ago, we were just like brainstorming, like, yeah, we should like make a video or like try to like get some of our friends to like film in the streets that are really sick in the park like trying to give them like a good opportunity that was kind of my vision behind it is like give like my best friends like a, who haven't really tapped into like the whole like street urban skiing world like a good opportunity to do so and that's like kind of goes back to like our first one's the worst one because like yeah we all look back and we're like uh we shouldn't have hit that or whatever but anyway yeah we like Liam Baxter, who I hit up, he's from Steamboat. I've been friends with him for a long time through competing. And he's like one of the sickest out at the moment. I think he's like, I'm full in on him, but he, I hit him up and was like, yo, do you want to like come on this trip or like be a part of this movie, whatever. And he was super down. And then, yeah, he pulled up here and then, Caden, who also I live with and have been living with ever since I moved here and through high school, whatever, he I hit him up and because I know he's like always been trying to hit spots and like super heavily influenced on street films and all that. So I was like, yo, like you should come on this trip for sure. And he's super down. And then yeah, I mean, in that in catalyst, there was like there's a lot of people in that. There was like a whole like homie segment, like a lot of different heads but this season we filmed it was liam caden and this kid tito who's from ogden who skis at park city all the time one of our good homies and yeah we were like yo you should definitely come with us and i think he carried the team more than (laughs) anyone like kind of like that like underdog just like pulled up and flexed so hard like some of the sickest clips i've seen and yeah he he popped off and yeah that's like kind of like our solid crew now like people who are just like full in on it are those three and myself and e cook and then 
yeah i mean that's kind of where we're at now and it was just like a crazy weird vision that we had and trying to roll with it now and just do as much as we can like trying to film all these park videos there's should be a hood video coming out soon on the that youtube channel and yeah i don't know we trying to kind of want to make it just like a a good like outlet too for like like there's like the people that are like full in on it and then there's like the people who like get a couple clips too so like yeah like in in the park videos there's so many people and it's just like all portraying just like all of our homies just riding together and that's kind of what we wanted it to be instead of just like one set like super clicky kind of thing like Mm -hmm. weren't really about that kind of just like want all of our friends to be able to ride and film and make stuff so yeah it's kind of where we're at now and trying to just see what we can do with it i think pretty soon we're going to try to i think i'm going to buy like a whole screen printing setup here and like for the next couple of weeks and try to just like make a bunch of clothing and do that kind of just try to build that and yeah going into next season kind of doing the same thing over again and maybe try to go on some different trips maybe try to do east coast probably i think another europe trip is in the cards mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean it was just like kind of e-cook and i's little vision that's kind of just coming to life and we're just, just figuring it out out here slowly but <laughs> yeah no that's kind of so like tight. where we're at now so <laughs> yeah i mean talk about a good person to be paired up with e-cook is just like blowing up right now oh yeah for sure it's, yeah it's crazy it's yeah. it's, it's good <laughs> it's for insane. him dude it's yeah, it's it is, cool it to see because yeah i got like the fresh out of pa e-cook like he was just crazy kit mountain dew hat like 17 years old like just this kid out of pa and i was just like yo like let's do something like I, and then yeah little do we know he turns into like probably one of the biggest filmers in the sport right now yeah. <laughs> it's just crazy how everything shakes out dude that is yeah, and, yeah. i mean it's awesome like good for him it's yeah. so sick we'll so sick. we'll get on here at some point yeah um, so you mentioned another Europe trip. And when I hit you up, I'm like, Hey, what's coming up? And you're like, uh, there's a bulldoze video. So you want to talk about Europe from this past season? Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, that was a crazy whole thing that went down. It was just, uh, I was trying to figure out, like we went on this trip to Minnesota for, to film for this hazard video. And then during that trip, this, dude miggy who rides for line he's from zurich in switzerland i met him the year prior when we went to switzerland for this line team shoot and then um jake dubay hit me up and was like yo miggy is going with some of these bulldoze dudes to film this street video in europe and he's like do you have any interest in going i was like dude fuck yeah like i'm trying to go to europe for sure to film some stuff and yeah kind of just like naturally came in and just bought a ticket and flew in and yeah we ended up renting a van it was miggy remco and crack jack jack and so it was us three and my or them three and myself and then yeah we just rented a van and drove from switzerland through slovakia through austria poland like this whole crazy euro road trip and yeah i made a street video from it and yeah, that should be coming out sometime in the fall. Yeah, pretty crazy to like be a part of that and like get to know all those dudes. It was like definitely a crazy, crazy trip. Just culture shock, you know, hitting like spots that 
like trying to look at spots in Europe is so different from the States. It's just like the infrastructure is so much older and everything's so much different that like yeah. kind of have to come in with a different vision and like being able to go on a trip with those dudes and see their visions for stuff was like eye-opening in a way to where I'm like, all right, now I know I can see like if I come back here, there's stuff that maybe I would have like grazed over that like in Europe is like a spot. So I'm like, all right, now I kind of got a little both sides. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Super sick. Like definitely trying to go back. Slovakia is tight. <laughs> yeah. Damn. I, uh, I'm <laughs> sleeping on Europe, dude. I said, I've said it in so many episodes now, but like yeah. there will be a time I'm going to have my two planker study abroad moment where I go to Europe and just, that's that'll be a whole year of this episode of, of yeah, these episodes pretty much just all the european guys everyone's gonna have an accent you're not gonna be able to understand <laughs> what anyone's saying yeah you should totally do it dude it, it was super sick i like the only times i'd ever been to europe before that like i would it would either for competitions or like team shoots and i would never it would really only be from like the hotel to the mountain and that's kind of like what you see yeah like just hopping in a car and just going pretty rogue and figuring it out it was like the craziest experience like meeting like true local people in these places is just like a yeah. whole different whole different ball game for sure dude it's the way to do it my first time ever in europe was i was uh i don't even remember how old i was 15 i think i was 15 i went to spain on a spanish exchange trip and we lived in like some southern port city Algeciras. if anyone knows spain right across the water from uh, gibraltar we were not any, we were not in a tourist spot. We were in like some Southern port city, just <laughs> hanging out with the, these kids. Like I've never been to Madrid, never been to Barcelona. It's like what you're saying. Like you're just hanging out with like the regular old people. Yeah. And, dude. Uh, dude, that's the way to do it. We were having so much damn fun. We didn't like, we skipped all the touristy shit for the most part and just had fun with these locals. It was, it was the yeah. best. Yeah. It's so cool. Like in Slovakia, like, when we spent like a good amount of time in Austria hitting stuff. And then they were like, all right, we're going to Slovakia tomorrow. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. where is that? And then like, turn. I mean, now knowing it's right next to Austria, but yeah, yeah there it's like in Austria, you can kind of get away with like a lot of people speak English. And, but when you go to Slovakia or Poland or like those places, it's just like, yeah, the language barrier is just like in full effect. Like yeah, even the dudes from Switzerland, like when we go to Slovakia, it's like, I have a language barrier in Austria and they can communicate with people in Austria because of German, but like in Slovakia, yeah, it was zero communications with any locals. Like some people kind of spoke English, but like for the most part, it was just like yeah. trying to figure it out on Google translate or like, for instance, this one, we were at this spot and this super duper local dude came and had this like, like grocery bag of like jewelry that he made. And like it was like full out of like leather and like this like he had like it was like a bird like dead bird foot on like a necklace like a skull it was like the craziest thing in the world but yeah he didn't speak a lick of english like yeah. zero and then we ended up buying like his entire bag of jewelry <laughs> and then he only communicated with us and like pointing and like whistles and like but it turned out to be like one of the coolest conversations i've ever had just because of like that big language barrier but like yeah he made it so we understood him in like a weird way, but like, yeah, cool. Like turned out to be like the coolest dude. And we had like a really long conversation with him without speaking 
are understanding each other, which was like yeah. really crazy for me. <laughs> Dude, it really it really is so cool. Like, I mean, this is a very this is a very surface level observation about Europe, but like it it's the size. It's like Europe and the U.S. are like the same size. You know, we're the, both the size of a big continent. And but like their diversity is so much crazier. That's like you being like, oh yeah, I went to like oh, I'm on the East Coast, so I think of like everything in those terms. But it's like, oh, I went to Kentucky, and they speak a completely different language, have a completely different religion, and a completely different history. And no. they are not; those are different people. Like right there, like ten hours away, they're completely different. That's exactly. so to me. It's so crazy, and yeah, like I put it into the perspective of like. We ended up driving, I think, maybe 11 hours through Europe. And from Salt Lake to Hood is like, I don't know, roughly 11 hours. But in Europe, I was four countries away from where I flew into. And it's yeah. just like, what in the world? Like, like four, 11 hours, four countries, like the most different cultures, like through each country. And it's just like, dude, this is insane. And it's like, yeah. oh, we have to drive home. And I'm like, oh, we're four countries away. And they're like, no, it's already 11 hours. It's like, oh, it's yeah. not that yeah, and <laughs> any European listening to this is gonna be like, duh. Obviously, it's yeah. like that. But for us, it is it that is strange. That is like it's very so strange. strange. Yeah. It's so weird because we'll drive like the most heinous hours to go. Like for example, to hit like on a street trip, like from here to Minnesota is like twenty hours, give or take. And it's just like you're still in America doing the same thing, same culture, and it's just yeah. like it's so crazy to me that like there's, everything's so small and like. There's yeah. so much of it. It's so sick, dude. All it's right, so yeah. Europe will yeah. happen at one point. I'm not setting a date on that, but we'll get the European <laughs> episodes going. Um, so the other thing going on is the Line Street video. Is this this is this the P ring video that everyone keeps talking about? Video. Yeah, P-ring I mean, I wanted video. to mention it. I only have a couple of clips in it, uh-huh. but yeah, I mean, I wanted to give flowers to them for making that because him and Will definitely popped off, and it's a really sick video. So. Yeah, yeah, it's a whole two-year project that they filmed, and I mean, any Will Wesson new footy is always a treat. So, yeah, yeah, there's a whole, there's a bunch of people in it. Yeah, it's like mainly Will, Piring, Taylor, Benny, and then like, oh, and Kale, Kale got a lot of clips for it, and then yeah, there's like the few of us that like I have two clips, and Lemur has two clips. Like some of the other riders have yeah. a few, but should be pretty sick. And it's like dope that line like fully back to two-year street video. It's just like line people which is crazy that's gonna be so sick yeah we're gonna do we're that video will be covered on this show i'm already talking we're already talking um let's see so we'll we'll wrap this up before we get to your questions what what was your journey with line because you like just went pro for them right or recently yeah pretty recently which is pretty crazy yeah that was a real treat (laughs) real childhood dream come true for sure but yeah when they put me on the pro team, which is yeah, forever grateful for that. And yeah, my journey with them has been really, really awesome. Um, got on like the AM team, like 2018, I think. Um, and t- the summer of 2017 uh, was my first time at Wendell's like first time post winter at the Academy, like summer camp, whole deal. And then Jason Aaron's, was like working at Wendell's who um who for those of you who don't know like runs surface now joystick like is a head judge for all the world cups x games olympics like the man i call him like the man in the industry because he's like he knows everyone he's just like the biggest connection and 
Um, yeah, he, I talked to him and he gave me, this was like, I don't know how many reps ago or how many team managers ago this was, but yeah, he gave me some of their contact information and just kind of like reached out and yeah, I mean, it ultimately turned into where I'm at now and that was a while ago. And so, but yeah, it's been a real treat. Like I've only really ridden line skis. So it's like kind of works <laughs> even before I got on, I was on their skis. So it's like, that's all I really wanted to be like just watching the traveling circuses growing up like most of us in this sport did and like yeah yeah kind of crazy to take a step back and look at like being friends with all these people now and it's just like such a crazy thing so that's gonna be such a trip man it's yeah that's place. so cool <laughs> so when you go when you go pro with line what's the what's the what's the presentation like is it an email is it a letter is it like dubay with like flowers <laughs> and balloons like how does that work uh i mean it was like kind of like a slower like process for sure there was like mentions of it in the beginning and then like i don't know it kind of just like naturally happened it wasn't really like they kind of approached me like hey we're supporting you for x x and x so we kind of want to just bump you up um yeah i mean it yeah there wasn't really like a set like like in skateboarding you know when you like go pro it's like this huge party like oh like this is your skateboard like <laughs> it was kind of just like hey we're just bumping you up like there's some other things that come with it and it was just pretty natural so yeah i mean it was sick i was so hyped when that happened too <laughs> yeah it was just like the next evolution and what was already going on that's sick yeah that's cool yeah um all right unless you feel like there's anything we missed we could go into viewer questions because there's a yeah. bunch of them all right. uh we'll keep it we'll keep it light at first what uh dad skier what's your favorite lift snack favorite lift snack bag of tuna bag of tuna shout out to brian mccarthy for that one because bag of tuna that's gross <laughs> it always hits yeah that's a hot take for some people too because some people hate tuna but yeah. i love it and you know what? Why not? We'll do the hot take too, because I forgot to add that to the list. Do you have a hot take that you would like to share with everyone? Hot you take. live in a house full of skiers too, so I feel like you guys generally, the people that live with other skiers, generally have better hot takes. I don't even need to put you on the spot, but there's some good hot takes. Um, we definitely, as a household, discuss a lot of hot takes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think my personal hot take it's like pretty lame, but I think pants. Yeah. <laughs> pants is my hot take. If Cause there's like definitely he like the like tight top big ass parachute pants is just like, I don't know. There's some people or companies out there that are just doing it the kind of too much. And like, I don't know. I think the pant game in skiing is like definitely a huge thing. It's like very prominent in skiing. Like <laughs> yeah. I don't know, as far as like the Harlow pants and like, there's so many different companies capiche, like the list goes on forever, but yeah, I think bad fitting pants is my hot take. Yeah, <laughs> don't have them. Have good fitting pants. Have good fitting pants. Yeah, I think that's like the biggest. There's I, there's definitely some more, but um, I don't know if you want to cover them, but I have more. But give us give us one more hot one. People love the hot takes. They're great. Yeah. One, okay. Um, I would probably say like bad, like I don't know. There's like bad filming and editing. I think that, and there's no like person in particular. I think it's more like if 
you want like if you this goes out to like everyone too it's like if you're gonna make something like try to do something differently and like try to put your own flavor on it as opposed to like just filming and cutting and then i think that like if you have your own kind of flavor on filming and editing that's like a big because i i look at filming too because i like i enjoy it and like i sit with ecook editing and like try to do all that and like i think there's people and tricks that have been done that have been filmed poorly that don't do justice to that so that's kind of my hot take of like if you're going to film something like learn angles learn xx and x to make it look good for the rider yeah there's again no one in particular but if you're like if anyone's out there trying to film like study angles study what looks good like watch snowboarding watch skateboarding watch skiing like figure that aspect out and that will like take you further than just like pointing a camera at someone because there's like i don't know people who have filmed the craziest tricks that have just haven't been filmed well and it's like oh man if that were filmed this way it would look so sick but yeah, yeah that's like a smaller hot take but like i think that's one that i kind of stand by yeah no that's a good one that's a good one um all right we'll move on from the hot takes this one's kind of somewhat related i gotta i gotta find in my list of these um this guy arcturex swishy pants he said what are forbidden tricks out west forbidden tricks out west whoa <laughs> are there any tricks that it's like are there any tricks that you see or that your friends see when you're at pc do you uh, see someone do that and you're like they shouldn't be doing that trick fuck that trick are there any tricks like that for you not really for me honestly like i think if you do a trick well like mm-hmm. most tricks look good done well yeah. um I mean, for me personally, there's tricks like I don't really like myself doing as much anymore. Like, I don't know how, however long ago there was like the whole like rodeo with bow and arrow phase. Yeah. I was going on for a while. And now I don't like seeing myself do that trick. Like some people can make it look good, but I just don't do it anymore just because I don't like how it particularly looks like I'd rather say like a dev road nine with bow. I'd rather see it with Japan now. Yeah. All hot take. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but like say example, like a switch five bow and arrow, it looks cool. And it's just like, hot, I don't know, weird hot take, but yeah. that's for myself. Not if I see someone doing a trick that's done well, doesn't really matter what the trick is for me. I think everything's pretty dope. Yeah. I personally like to things to look scary. Like the less, yeah. it, like I, that's something I've actually come to appreciate more. I think Emmett talked about this, but like yeah. Emmett, when talking about appreciating Dylan's style, Dylan Manley style, yeah, it's, like, sure. it's like, it's scary watching Dylan Manley ski. And that's the first time I had thought of it, but it's like, I like it when, yeah scary when i'm watching a clip i'm like oh my god like that is not firmly in his grasp like for sure he's reaching to be able to do that trick for sure and i think dylan is like definitely like the most skateboarder skier there is for sure like skateboarding like you'll see people do tricks that are like holy shit like how did you land that and it's like (laughs) dylan kind of does that but like in the sickest way imaginable yeah yeah i think that is a good one for sure just like kind of don't fully have a grasp on what you're doing and just kind of just doing it and it works and it's like hell yeah yeah dude. Um, 
Shout out my man Steven Siska at Generational Birdwatcher on Instagram. I was riding with him in Mammoth. Dude, his skiing reminds me of that. Like, well, he'll do like these really, really, really late spins off of jumps. And it's like, oh my God, like, what is wrong with like what is wrong with you, bro? Just yeah. Very scary, but I love that. Like, if yeah. I'm scared watching you ski, then that I in my opinion, you're doing something right. Like yeah, shit that looks I, perfect. I, like, here's a hot take on my end. Like uh, Kimbo sessions is awesome. Yeah, they're too good at skiing. Like everything's <laughs> everything's too perfect. Like even it's the so groundbreaking good. tricks, they yeah. have them too under control. I want like, you know, the loose, <laughs> just like sketchy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, I mean, obviously they're the best skiers in the world, so nothing's gonna look sketchy. But right. I love it when shit looks sketchy. So that's yeah, my hot yeah. take. That's a good hot take. I like that one. I do like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. We'll keep it out west themed for a moment. L Marsh, I think it's Landon is his name, longtime listener. He said, One thing I should know about moving to Utah. And you're not from Utah, so that's perfect. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, I never lived here before either, so kind of mm. learned everything when I pulled up. But yeah, there's definitely a lot. Utah is definitely the weirdest place in the world. <laughs> For sure. As long as, I mean, as far as the states go, like everything, there's so many like weird rules here that like they don't really affect your life, but like, I don't know, just stuff closing early or like just so many weird, I don't, it's like, think about that when you're moving here that there's like it doesn't really affect you but like sometimes it does it's just like minor inconveniences like you can't get a double poured for you at the bar you can't there's no double drinks you can't and yeah there's like only state liquor stores and like very just bizarre like yeah yeah, just stuff like that and yeah i think but everything else here is so dope like i mean we're in a city which i don't know where if landon i think his name was um I don't know if he's from a city or rural or whatever, but yeah, I mean, it's like a city setting when you're down here, depending on where you are in Utah. I'm in Salt Lake personally. So it's like big city and then you drive 10 minutes and you're in the mountains, which is like pretty sick. And then some people like having small rural town in the mountains, which is like for some people, that's how I grew up. But then like having the city, and also having the mountains is like kind of why I've stuck around here for so long. It's like city thing. The things that come with cities is super sick. And the things that come with the mountains is also super rad. So it's like having the best of both worlds for me is super dope. So yeah. yeah, that's kind of one thing to expect here. I don't know if the city is your thing, but yeah. Yeah. No, I mean the city, dude. Okay. The best thing about Salt Lake city this is other than location, like location aside, it's set in the mountains. It's beautiful. Dude, that airport is, like, perfectly located. Like, you are, at all times, you are, like, 20 minutes away from that airport at most. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm that's like big. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, 10 minutes away, and it's, like, it, say you live in Summit County, Colorado. You have to drive however many hours to Denver to fly out, and it's, like, uh, such, like, that inconvenience. But, yeah, the airport being so close here and also, like, where it is on a map in America, it's, like, you're so kind of in the middle of everything. Like you're right next to Colorado, like Idaho, Montana, like all these ski places, you're like right in the middle of it. So like, if you wanted to take a trip, like a road trip, like you're six and a half hours away from copper or you're like 
however, like, I don't know, nine hours away from Mammoth, like there's just, you're right in the middle and it's like super convenient. Like if you were to live in the East coast, you have to go pretty far to go skiing in these places. And this is like smack dab in the middle of everything. That's sick. So it's like, that's why I kind of stay around here too. Yeah. The one, the city I will throw out there for further investigation, just because I've been there so much lately is Reno, dude. Reno is a sleeper city. It's right next to Tahoe. It's got good airport. Like I've just spending the whole summer at Mammoth. Like I've had to fly out of Reno a few times and Mm -hmm. I got to say, man, sleeper city right there, dude. I feel like it could have, it has some potential, but I don't think it's as, doesn't quite have everything that Salt Lake has. Yeah, it's still I a desert Salt- in the summer, though, which is what Salt Lake's big downfall, really. Yeah, that is it is hot as hell here in the summer. That is one thing that is definitely not the sickest. Mm-hmm. But I mean, this summer has been pretty nice, honestly. It hasn't been like crazy hot, but yeah, yeah. I mean, also living here, it's like it, there's so much culture here, like everyone in the industry pretty much lives here and like everyone that you'd want to know in the industry, like has lives here or lived here. And like, yeah, that's the sickest part too. Cause you go anywhere. Like if you go out on a Friday night, like chances are you're going to see your ski homies. Like, or if you're going to the Hill, like I'll sometimes go to the Hill by myself and it's like, you'll see your like people that you can ski with all the time. And it's like, that's the sickest part I think is just having, so many people in one place and yeah being able to like meet people and like commute like get connections through those people and like i don't know it's just like a good hub to be here and like just knowing everyone is super sick so tight yeah it's yeah. <clears throat> awesome so there you go landon little insider insider yeah you know, i recommend moving here. <laughs> <laughs> i recommend moving here i didn't want to do it and then i did it and now it's sick so yeah that's doubts, i recommend it um so luke o'brien had a double question he said what's your favorite street clip of yourself and what is your favorite kind of rail whoa my favorite street clip of myself i think is yet to come out okay <laughs> two yeah two <laughs> least sick yeah. i think my favorite yeah some stuff from this year has definitely been my favorites topping the things that i have that are out um kind of like definitely figured out a lot more things that I enjoy hitting as opposed to just like hitting a spot to hit a spot. Um, I got like a lot more particular on what I want to hit and like visions for stuff that I like, as opposed to just like pulling up to a rail and hitting a rail just because just like, I call it like clip desperation where you're like desperate to get a clip on a trip. And then you're like, fuck, I'm just going to go hit this spot. And then like either get a clip that's like cool or like it could end up being cool, but like, for me personally every time i do that it's just like a subpar clip so i like really try to like spend time like looking and like looking at the photos and like trying to figure out what i really want to do um and that's kind of where everyone excelled this year in our crew is just like being super particular and like all like we none of us hit the same spot which is also kind of a hot take as i'm sure for everyone in street skiing and the history of it like generally hitting the same spot sometimes goes sometimes doesn't it's like mm-hmm. you have your whole crew hitting a spot and put it in the movie it's like me so yeah yeah and i think what was the part two of that question sorry i forget and uh luke said what's your favorite kind of rail favorite kind of rail Ooh, probably 
like just a down flat. I'm not like a huge like rail. I'm not like Luke for sure. He's like <laughs> crazy on the rails for sure. But yeah, I'm not like pulling up to rails trying to do like a lot of crazy swaps and stuff. Like yeah. absolute big ups to him because that is insane what he does. But yeah, I think like a down flat down with like something extra is kind of like if there's a different way to hit a rail as opposed to just building a lip and hitting a rail, mm-hmm. that's like what I enjoy more than just like, yeah, like your classic lip to like just hitting a down flat down. Cause there's, you're like limited, but not, you're not super limited, but kind of, you know, I want like that, like just something extra, like if it's something before it or like something after it, like something like that is kind of where, but like my ultimate favorite spots are like wall ride spots. I like, going down just walls and shit (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty fun um all right let's see got a couple more i don't want to keep us for too long um let's see i'll just pick the best of the rest we'll do like yeah two more all right um official no polls uh he said what's uh who are your biggest inspirations? And he said, parentheses, doesn't have to be limited to skiing. Like, who just inspires you in general? That's a question. Shout out yeah. to the home Evan. He's from White Pass. He's the man. Yeah. Um, yeah. My biggest inspiration, that's a loaded question. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, in skiing, I think it's just the people that I'm with all the time. Um, there's obviously, like, the people – that are the best in the world that we all look up to. But like at the end of the day, I don't spend a lot of time with them. So it's like the people that I ski with and hang out with all the time are probably some of my biggest inspirations because we build so much off of each other that we inspire each other in like different ways. Um, in I'd say one in skiing, that's probably my biggest inspiration. And I guess outside of skiing, I never really even thought of this actually. <laughs> i dude that is crazy i don't think i have like one person in particular i think it's just like every person who's crossed my path in life has like inspired me in different ways i think and there's no one in particular that i'm like you're the one that i look up to for everything Mm -hmm. just like same with skiing it's just in life i look up to like and find inspiration in so many different ways and so many different people that it's hard to really pinpoint one person. But yeah, I think I've had a lot of it. So it's like, and I still continue to strive and look for inspiration from so many different things. So like finding, I'll find inspiration in like golf videos and it's just like little shit like that, that I'm like, all right, cool. Or like skate videos, ski videos, like so many different things. And I'm like, damn, that's sick. I'm going to like, do that or like try to do that whatever it may be but yeah, yeah. there's just a, it's a wide wide thing of inspiration for me so yeah that's yeah that's a great mm-hmm. answer i i actually feel the same i was saying something like very similar yesterday i just like being around people that are better than me at stuff like anyone that's yeah. better than me at something i just want to spend time around them and learn from them and be inspired by yeah. them this yeah, is great yeah, yeah, regardless of what it is, even if it's something I don't even care about. Like, are you great at swimming? Wow. Like, right. yeah. spend some time with you. Yeah, like the other day, for example, like we went to a Real Salt Lake soccer game. Mm-hmm. 
And I was just like, damn, like they, it's just like a MLS league team, but I'm still like, holy shit. Like these guys are so good at what they do. Like yeah. they can handle a soccer ball so damn well. And I'm just like mind blown by the fact that like, there's like what people put their minds to like we do. And it's like, they get really good at that. And it's like, you see that and you're like, damn, that is insane. Like yeah. the whole time I was like jaw on the floor, like, damn, these guys can really, <laughs> that's like little, little inspiration there. And it's just like looking up to the people that like you in sports or whatever that you don't do, I yeah. think is a huge thing for me. And it's just like, damn, that's so sick. Yeah. It's so cool, man. Um, all right. Yeah. Like <clears throat> we had a couple more. Simeon was giving you a shout out. He, he said he loves you. My dog. He said, uh, Caleb, uh, Godwin or Goodwin. Sorry, Caleb. I forget, I forget how many O's are in your last name, but he said, that he, he said that Connor Jed and Ty are the LeBron D Wade and Chris Bosch of skiing. <laughs> That's so funny. That's pretty funny. Shout out to um, summer camp goat, Caleb. Yeah. Wendell's all summer long. He's the man. That's so exciting. <laughs> um, and there were like some other questions here and there. So I'm sorry to anyone whose question we didn't ask. They're all good. But <laughs> Ryan Voyan asked one of my favorite questions ever. And I don't know why. I just thought like the way he phrased it was very nice. He said, if you could re-experience one day in your life, what would it be? Wow. That is yeah. a sick question, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, damn. One day if I could do it over again. And not even change anything. Just, just re-experience it exactly how it happened. Probably, honestly, I mean, this is like pretty recent too. There's like definitely like everyone has their handful of highlight days in life, but I think this is the most recent one that happened. We went, we after we did this street trip in Minnesota, we drove and stayed with my girlfriend and her parents in Aspen for X Games. <laughs> we like somehow finessed our way just like through a hall and like just all the people around we were just hanging out with and got our way into this like VIP monster party. Yeah. And yeah, that was probably like the most just outrageous, fun, craziest time in that I've had in like probably a couple of years, just like meeting all your idols, like just like, how did we get here scenario? Like yeah. front row, like private Benny the butcher concert. Like it was just like, all these things like in Aspen too. And it's just like all these things happening. You're just like, what is going on? Yeah. That <laughs> so is I think and it's like a pretty lame one. I wish I had like a in-depth, like deep answer, but I think it's just like, we were just with every, like all of our friends and like everyone in the industry. And like, it was just so fun that I think that most recently was the time where I'm like, damn, that was sick. I want to do that. Again. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah. Um, all right. So, I'll leave it with that. We're almost at an hour and a half. And uh, it was great. Do you have anything you want to leave us off with? Uh, not in particular. I mean, shout out to everyone who's gotten me here. Yeah. Appreciate my life for sure. <laughs> That's awesome. Where can everybody see everything that you're going to be involved with going forward? Going forward. I mean, my Instagram is Jed underscore blue underscore waters. That's where I post skiing and other dumb stuff and um i think that the bulldoze video is coming out on the line channel is what kind of the rumor is 
at some point this fall. So look out for that. And then yeah, new hazard street video, which will be out and yeah, kind of just all over trying to do it. So, <laughs> so tight. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on. That was awesome. Yeah, appreciate you, man. That was fun.